Yo, what's good? Thank you guys for joining in and tapping into the Iranic Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cobb. Thank you for uh, just really leaning in and joining me um, as we move forward in this journey. So we can get right into it. I guess uh, what a lot of people have been asking me, the first question that comes to mind is, what what is Iranic? Like, what does that even mean? Um, and it's just a it's just a word that simply means aimed at peace, and that's what we're we're here to do. Um, so it's a it's a podcast anchored in in black masculinity, um, and just exploring what it means to be a black man um, in the society. It's been a project. It's been something that's been on my mind for for years. I've been wanting to create this space and really lean into it. Um, and after after years of of thinking about it, writing on it, I've decided to to really get after it <laughs> um, and, and and do what needs to be done. So I, I'm again, I, I thank you guys for for tuning in because this is a space where we're going to explore um, again what it means to be a black man um, and just un- unpack um, and encourage and learn through each other's experiences. Um, so often that narrative behind us, behind what it means to be a black man, is that we're abusive, we're menaces, we're thugs, we're anything but emotional human beings. This is a project essentially to change that stigma. I've heard, I've been a part of conversations, I've felt on numerous occasions that we don't have a space, we don't we don't have an opportunity to display our emotions to really sit back, unwind, and be our authentic selves, be our true selves. Uh, so this is a podcast, and this is a space where where I'm going to encourage it, um, where we can do that. And through that, I mean, I plan that we're going to do that through, obviously through our stories, um, through our, our pain, but also through our laughter, through helpful and informed dialogue. Um, and I, I think it's something that not only black men of all ages will be able to to digest and really internalize, but even our even our sisters and and anybody who who cares to want to learn and and be educated on on what it means to be a black man. So today, uh, for our pilot episode, for our very first episode of Ironic, we 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 bring in two of my two of my OGs, two two people that have seen me grow um, from a teen um, into the man I am today. It's a it's a really, really insightful conversation, um, a conversation where, to be honest, I didn't do a lot of speaking. I didn't do a lot of talking. I didn't have to. Um, when you, when your elders, when your OGs speak, you do a lot of listening. You do a lot of absor- absorbing. Um, and that's really what I did today. Obviously, with the, with the podcast anchored and focused on, on masculinity, we 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 attempt to define it we define it for ourselves and we also i mean we get some some knowledge we get some some gems on what it means to be a committed black man in marriage and fatherhood um and it's really good there's a lot of good tidbits a lot of good nuggets in this conversation and i'm just excited to share this again with you guys um um, i would also be remiss if i didn't send a shout out to the saint paul neighborhood network and of course bianca rose be lovely productions Bianca's done this, done a remarkable job of just lifting while she climbs, um, while she climbs the ranks in her own personal career. Just spending time and um, taking me under her wing, giving me time to 
to grow um, and allowing me that grace um, and just opening up her space to allow me to share this vision and this and this journey with you guys. Um, so shout out goes to her, the St. Paul neighborhood family. And then also uh, Valerie Ferguson shooting and capturing uh, the shoot um, and the logo that you guys see before you guys. It was great. Um, me and him have had <laughs> had the opportunity to make a lot of magic happen uh, when it comes to our our shoots. And uh, and yeah, I am willing to bet my seat at the family space table that you guys are going to enjoy this. You guys are going to um, really sit back um, and have a good time absorbing it. So whatever you're doing, whether you're driving, working out, just make sure that you, you know, of course, that you're listening, you're present, but you have an open mind and you're receptive to, to learning um, and to growing. Um, and that's ultimately what we're doing here. So again, sit back, relax. Thank you guys. two special guests, two VIP guests with us today. Um, we're going to get right to it. Go ahead, my man. My name is Darrell Hughes. Yeah. I um, am a, I work as a behavior intervention specialist for the North St. Paul District. Um, as far as what I do, I've been doing this position for three years now yeah. um, and working with kids for at least a decade. So that is who I am. And I definitely is more than a pleasure to be here with, with you, Mr. Cobb. <laughs> we go way back. We go way back. We do. We do. We so do. we'll um, get into it. Pleasure to be here. Yes, sir. Yeah. My name is Justin Akins, uh, communicator, disruptor, black man in America. I think we all can relate to that. Uh, Cobb, it's been a minute, man. It's good to see you <laughs> talking about we VIP, man. Yeah. I feel special, man. VIP guests, man. I feel special, man. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, just somebody just trying to walk every day, man. Every yeah. day up right in and be better than I was the day before. So I'm excited to be here with y'all, man. There's, you know, billions of people in this world and you thought of us. So I'm definitely honored to be here and really support <laughs> you in your dream as well, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, to start off each of these episodes, um, just to kind of get things going, the first thing I want to do um, is kind of dismantle, like, you know, that dichotomy of Black men, like obviously, they when we when we're coming up, we're told like you can only express anger, or or joy, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of just saying like, all right, this is the last time I felt this thing, this emotion. Um, so today, I want us to describe the last time we felt at peace with yourselves, with an event. Um, whoever wants to start off, just just let me know what the last time you felt at peace in your life. I would say the last time, and when you even say peace, I have to define what that is to me. For sure. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own way of feeling at peace, right? So mm -hmm. what does that feel like for me? I'll give you two instances for me, and that is even yesterday, as I was pulling into church, I was like, yo, this feels finally like not a, like a show to me. This feels like I'm, I'm going to worship. And for me, without having to worry about how I'm coming in and what right. I'm looking like. For the first time in a long time, I felt no other energy other than just peace, right? I, yeah. felt, I felt good, I felt yeah. calm. And even sitting here, like as I'm sitting here talking with you, with yeah. you two brothers, it yeah. feels good. And whenever, how I define peace is very much when you feel just at, at ease, where you know, you're only focused on 
the right now. A lot of times there's right. more than one emotion that comes out throughout the day, even if I'm focused on one thing. There, right. I can't normally <clears throat> just sit in the moment because right. when I try, other things are at, at bay. So for me, yesterday, pulling into church and even right now, knowing that whatever we talk about, I feel good. I feel calm. I feel at ease and I feel plugged in. For sure. Mm -hmm. I got you. That's good. I, I think I would piggyback off of that too. And one thing I'm picking up from what you were saying is just being present, being present in that moment, not being preoccupied with the next task, the next day, the next month, the next year, just being present and being in that moment. So for me, um, probably be this morning, man. My wife and I were able to get away on the weekends and uh, taking some time to retreat with ourselves and just waking up and not having anything planned, not having to run to a meeting or get on a Zoom or talk to anybody or check in anybody, but just to unplug and just enjoy each other and, and enjoy that alone time too. So um, I'm definitely, I'm picking up what you're putting down on that piece is, I wouldn't say it's rare. I don't, I don't want to say it like, you know, I have a lot of experiences and privileges that I enjoy on a daily basis and I'm, I'm cognizant of that. But I also know that it does feel like sometimes the day, it's almost like being on a treadmill where it's yeah. just constantly going right, and you don't really get a break until you, you know, get ready to lay down at, at bed at night. So um, I would say, yeah, just, just being able to just to unplug, even if <coughs> for, you know, a little bit, this, you know, this little getaway this weekend, I, I would definitely say a piece. And then here, just trying to formulate, you know, he had sent me a text about briefly what we'd be talking about and just thinking about, okay, what do, what do those things mean to me and that type of thing. So I definitely agree. But it's really about being present, being with joy, like, wow, I'm able to sit, you know, relax and just, and just be in the moment. You know, I, I'm going to piggyback off of that too. Like, even with just this morning, like I, for me, um, to even add on that peace definition, like for me, I think of it as, <clears throat> like for me, I, I'm in my mid, early 20s. Mm. Um, and you know, your society's always telling us like, hey, you got to get this together. You got you to gotta have a LLC. You got to have your home. You got to have, you know, all this. Right. You, you're supposed to be having all this together. And uh, peace for me is just like being like calm and that still with like your place in life. Um, so every morning I wake up, I do the same thing. I wake up, mm. I turn my speaker on, okay. I got a morning playlist I play. Okay. And it, it, that brings me peace literally every morning. Okay. And um, mm. yeah, certain, certain songs speak to me at different points in my life. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure anybody can relate to that. But yeah. yeah. That's, oh, yeah. So like, it, and I, I make sure I react to it however I want to react to it. So if I want to dance, right. I'll dance with it. If I, want to, yeah. if I want to cook my breakfast with it, I can cook my breakfast with it. Mm. Um, and even if it's just one song, like sometimes like, you know, you in a, you're in a rush, you're trying to get to yeah. work or whatever, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So what you listening to, man? So. That's what I want to know. <laughs> so this morning, I'm trying to think of the song I listened to this morning. So, um, I ain't gonna lie to you. James Brown were really hitting. All right. Okay. In the morning. So this morning it was payback. Okay. Uh-huh. Payback. Payback hit for me. I don't know why. Hey. I don't know why. The old soul. Well, it I is a man. It. it is a man's world. Yeah. It but it wouldn't be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we have to add that in. Yeah. Right? It's classy. Yeah. yeah. But other than yeah. that, like any um, any R and B really, like Stevie, Stevie be hitting yeah. in the morning sometimes. Uh, yeah. Obviously gospel. I listen to gospel morning in the mornings. But yeah. Whatever speaking to you. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like routine kind of gives you that sense of peace too. Yeah, and it gives you like 
like routine also get you I mean I find purpose in, in routine as well so like just knowing that like when I wake up in the morning I got something to look forward to I got yeah. a, I got a, a system yeah because um, like I know for me once I <laughs> once I stop once I get out of that once I deviate then I'll start like thinking like dang what am I doing mm. am I living a fulfilled life I'm sleeping right. the 10 Right. I'm being lazy, and it's like you looking right. at yourself like, dang, bro, what are you doing? Like, so it just it kind of helps me out, and okay. yeah, and it's good to hear that because it changes once your life changes. Yeah. There's moments in your life that are added on. So even you being 25, you know, I'm. 30 and you're, 24. I'm sorry, 24. 24. <laughs> I got seven on you. Okay, I'm 31. Yo, these are my OGs, me, by the way. Okay, like, <laughs> so, so oh, you got problems. I'm just listening, like, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it's good to hear that yeah. because I know we, 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 we try to talk about, you know, form or mentor view about organization, right? You know, and, and Believe it or not, there was so much pressure more back on you then because of as a high school student, you're doing like you, you have to be up or you have no choice. You can stay to 10, but you know at any, every day you have to wake up at this time yeah. in order to get your day started. But right. now being 24, um, you know, I, it, it's good to hear you go back and kind of like analyze your routine from that point because I'm thinking about it like, <laughs> I got kids, dog. Right. Like, okay, you know, we, we married, it. dog. You know, what I mean, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's like I'm, we're trying to get that. Hey, we, we have no choice. Where it's like we're yeah. we're putting the kids down. It's like, but now we gotta wake up and have. Oh, well, hey, hey, nice to see you, man. I yeah. know it's ten o'clock. Nice yeah. to see you. How's your, how's your day? So for you to 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 admit this in your way, like right now, that is your life, and right yeah. now it's like that's my priority as far as like my peace within that, right? Yeah. But it'll right. change. It'll change. Oh, for as, sure. as life. I, I, I got to read yeah. the room. I got to read the room. I got <laughs> yeah. two married men over here. Yeah. yeah. Father, yeah. which is, congrats. Yeah. I haven't seen you since, since you, the man. kids, man. It's, yeah. Yeah. How, how is that? Because I, I know that's my I, that's my next kind of thing on the horizon I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to is, you know, being a father and, and the whole now. How does that? Well, how honest can I be on here? <laughs> You can be real honest. All right. You, uh, honest. you know. The, the real question is, do you think your wife will watch it? <laughs> I, I, oh, she will. Okay. Yeah, oh, there's will. your answer yeah, then. Yeah, she will. <laughs> uh, hey, man. Um, <laughs> why are you because, go ahead. Look, look, hey, look. Go ahead. I, I say that because, I, I, honestly, for me, uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard man of faith. Uh, right. I wouldn't be anywhere without Jesus for me. And I, I know where I'm at right now has a lot to do with where he placed me. Mm. So even being a father, when I think about mm. my bucket list at 24, believe it or not, mm. I, had, I had a list of things where I'm like, I want this, I want to be a father, I want to be a husband, I want a relationship with God, I want all these things, these things. I want a career, what am right. I doing? I can't be a TA forever, right? right. I, I was doing that for the longest, right? And, and I'm just thinking like, you know, midlife crisis in my 20s, right? So right. when I'm like, like, yo, man, this is life. Okay, right. this gotta change. So now I am. Fast forward. Gosh, that seems so long ago I was thinking like that. Because right. so much has happened in seven years. Seven I'm just years, using right. your age as a pivot. So right. for me, look, man, and I know you can speak to this. Right. You're not really ready for marriage. You just got to be ready no. to, like, to be committed. Yeah. And if you're ready to be committed, you're ready to be married. And that, to me, was like, ha. And now I'm here 
And I'm thinking back to like quotables, man. Yeah, hey, quotables. hey, yeah. you know, I always say you got to be married before you get married. Like yeah. you got to practice commitment be before, you, before you just dive. You get, some good. people do that Vegas thing, man. It, it don't Message. work, brother. It don't, Message. It don't work. Yeah, no, you brother, right. You, you got to practice it. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, you know what? I'm ready. That's today. good. No, 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 you got to practice it. But being a father, and I don't know if, if you have kids, if y'all have kids. That's not my ministry. Yeah, be, be, being a father, well, good. All right, I feel both of y'all take a pen and pad. Yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm being listening. a father, um, it, it, it has, yes, you get to look at these little ones and say, yo, yeah. that's me. Yo, Lord, yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. me. And that's us, not just yeah. me, but that's, that's us. Maybe we, we, we did that. And But the other part of it is you start having flashbacks of like, uh, okay, and we'll get in. We can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dive too deep, but it's like you do have that moment of. So who am I gonna be for this little one? Mm, who am I? Good. Who am I gonna yeah. be? Who am I gonna be? You can. You can imagine too, yeah. it. You can play around with mm-hmm. it. You can do all of that. But who am I gonna be? And yeah. it, you. You won't know until you're like grandpa now, right? Yeah. And you're looking back on that, like God, ah, that's who I was. But then yeah. the mo- in the moment, I'm just like, for my little girls. I'm thinking about a lot of things. <laughs> I said yeah. two girls, all right? So for me, thinking about that as a being a father, mm-hmm. look, man, it's beautiful. It was on my list. Yeah. It has its moments of like hardship of like, you know, being a sole provider, literally right now. And hey, just hearing that at, you know what I mean? And, and, and feeling like, you know, having a wife for sure who, who holds it down and who does so much to help me feel like a father. Man, I, I, couldn't, right. I couldn't imagine that. All I can know is that my list was answered, and I'm living it day by day, and I definitely yeah. feel good in that. And it's not as stress as people say. Like, yes, there's moments. Right. Trust me. <laughs> right. But being a father is a beautiful thing, and right. you won't. It, that when when the second weekend of June come around, you love it. You love right. it. Father's right. Day is amazing. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's good, man. I what I would say for you, Josh, man, because I'm younger than you, Darrell. So. Mm. Um, 24, you know, in two months will have been four years ago. And to think, you know, at 24, um, knowing that the woman I was with, obviously, Chris, I, thought, I knew that was going to be my wife. I knew a year into us dating that this was the woman that, you know, God tapped you and like, that's you play. you like, yeah, you yeah, sure? you yeah. like, that's you, brother. Yeah. So um, what I would just tell you, man, is the, the you know, routine and, and having structure and having discipline, those things do matter. But, you know, be mindful. Don't beat yourself up if, you know, a day you need 10. Your body might be telling you, hey, we need 10 o'clock today because mm-hmm. you've been going, you know, 5.30, you know, 6.30 call times. And your body is going to tell you, like, you need to chill. I mean, as far as what you said about commitment, yeah, that's a huge thing. Because I, I get the question about marriage all the time. We got married young, I guess. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, like you said, if you're practicing the commitment, if you're, if you're practicing um, – you know, putting yourself in a position where if you, you, your actions have to align with what you want. So I can't say that I want to be a husband and I do husband-like things. Mm-hmm. I can't aspire to say I want to be a professional and not conduct myself accordingly. Yeah. I can't say that I want to be, you know, a man of integrity, discipline, whatever your faith is. I'm a Christian as well. Whatever your faith is and then not walk behind it because eventually the actions and the words, yeah. They eventually line up one way or the other. So if you're saying it, you're not walking it. If you have a you know a system of accountability around you, people are gonna tell you like, hey man, that's not. Yeah. These aren't the things that you said that you wanted to set out to be. Mm. So that was number one was having people you know around me, 
where I can feel like I'm not the smartest person or the dumbest, I'm the dumbest person in the room where I'm constantly learning, growing, you know, being, you know, pushed and pulled in my manhood. I know that that's where we're, you know, going to get to. And understanding that even if I'm not necessarily where I want to be, you know, because I try to set daily goals and, and branch out from there, that as long as I feel like I took a step forward, then that's still a success to me. But if I take a step back, figuring out why, and then trying my best to not repeat it. And that can go from, you know, financially, spiritually, you know, emotionally, you know, to your to the relationship piece. And like he alluded to at the very end, and that was the most important part. When you have a partner, yeah. you know, kids or no kids right now, you know, that's not our ministry. Yeah. You know, folks be asking us <laughs> when we gonna have kids. And my yeah. our response is, do you got kids money? Right. You know, and the other thing him saying about will, not being, man. you never, never will. will man. And I, that's what I wanted to get to is what you, yeah. exactly what you said about marriage. You're never ready, man, because even when you think you are, you know, stuff happens. You know, the Bible tells you, you know, the man finds the wife finds a good thing, but it goes on to tell you about the struggles that you'll have in marriage and why you have to be on solid foundation yeah. because of the other things that will happen outside of it. Yeah. So like you were saying, it's not that it's hard. It's that, you know, whatever you dealing, whatever your struggles or strengths are, you bring that into it. Mm. So if you're bringing dysfunction, communication problems, trust issues, um, lack of discipline, all these other things, they come into the marriage, and then the 80 other things that go wrong, as you know, yeah. compound that, and you're like, yeah. oh, man, yeah. I, what are we, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's really what it is. So I, I tell people it's great. I, you know, my mom gave me a really sound piece of advice when Crystal and I first started dating, and I was, you know, talking to her about, you know, that I think this is the woman that God has called me to be with. Yeah. And he said, and she told me, you know, if you have to get out of bed to see your best friend, you're with the wrong person. And that's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten. Wow. And, you know, anybody that's seen us interact knows, like, we play all day long. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we joke. Yeah. We, you know, it yeah. gets to 10 sometimes, but usually yeah. we're a solid eight. But it's, it's cool because I can look forward to spending that time with her. It's not laborious. Where I hear, you know, a lot of men, you know, have that experience with their wife where they don't necessarily like their wife. And that's cool, I guess, but it, when everything else goes wrong, it becomes so much harder. And I, I compare that to with anything else. If you're not able to, you know, look forward to that time, whether it be that time alone to, you know, meditate, that time to spend with your, your significant other, if you have one, that time to develop yourself professionally, if it's laborious to do it, you're probably not doing the right thing. Does that mean everything's going to be easy? No, because anything worth having is hard. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's a foundational piece, just as much as trust and communication is. If you don't like the, your partner, I don't know, man. You, <laughs> right. you might be with the wrong one, right. honestly. Right. So uh, I'll you back and, off and of that. And don't, not, not to cut you off either, but like, yeah. don't become roommates. I mean, you are. You're right. roommates, but don't become roommates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's you're a just whole, coming and going, saying hi and yeah, bye. Nah, Did you write all not. this down? Yes. I was just going to say, I was did you, did you, did you write? It's recorded. He good. He good. go back. Yeah, I'm just soaking it in now. At this yeah, point. no, you Look, you was good. preaching though. You're right. It, it, that no, relationship piece likewise. that is yeah. so because we've been together eight years, you know, and it'll be four years married next month. And when it's not good, boy, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we live in Minnesota, cold, and we live in Minnesota, and it's still colder in the house <laughs> than it is outside during the winter. Oh, so man. you have to make sure that you're, yeah. you know, that you're. Again, I don't, I don't know what other people's faith are that'll be watching yeah. this, but that you're synced, that you're yeah. e equally yoked. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Yes, that sir. you're yeah. because yeah. 
if it goes left, because it will, and that's the other thing. People just think it's it's gonna go. So you have to have you know some sort of synergy or alignment where it's like, hey, you know, something is not yeah. right here, and we need to figure out what this is and rectify it so that we can continue to walk in lockstep with each other. And that's really what it comes down to. That's a super oversimplification of it. But Beautiful. Them, those are the three things, man. That trust and that communication is is real, but the friendship part of it, you can't lose the friendship. And whatever you was doing to get that person, you got to continue to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's you know, the dates, you know, us us going on and making that time, well, that could be us sitting yeah. on the curb in front of the taco truck for 20 minutes and hey. then going back in to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to make that time. Whatever it is that you were doing to get that person, you got to continue to do it in marriage. And, and, and my wife and I were high school sweethearts. And, oh, and they know that he he knows that, yeah. but it's it's like it felt like we're we're, we're knowing each other differently, and, and it yes, should be. they're so different. Yeah, that person. person yes, right? uh, that's another like, thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's not different. That same person, uh, and we we laugh. Yes, ninety percent of the day. Absolutely. I don't know why I didn't say that it didn't involve my piece, but I will say we yeah. enjoy laughing. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Uh, a lot of times yeah. we laugh at the problems we're having. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you got to. You got but to, we yeah. we. Yeah, yeah. Especially Absolutely. when you're synergized, it's it's so scary, bro, yeah. because you can literally be somewhere mm -hmm. and having a conversation with somebody else and hear what your partner would be saying. Like, oh, I can hear my wife yes. clear as day. You yes. hear something, you'd be like, yeah. man, I'm glad Crystal's not oh, there. Oh, my goodness, right? yeah. <laughs> Okay. I've gone home and said okay, that. Okay, I'm glad I'm not crazy. And then they say head. it, and then they say it, they're like, yeah, that's what you're right. But also masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Other voice in my head. You yeah, know, but at the end man. of the day, yeah, yeah. I, I will give her credit for that. Yeah, no, he's right. absolutely. You definitely get to <laughs> know funny. your partner for that sure. That is like, funny. That's good. You see stuff. And then, like you said, you're not with the same person. So the person, you know, I met and you know began the court and we dated yeah. versus the woman that I married versus the woman I'm with now They're, those are completely different people Man. and I thank God for that because really you we all are ever changing but as you begin to you have to be, reacquaint yourself with that person like you know their core tenets their beliefs their principles hopefully they align before you get married and you've discussed that that's a whole nother rabbit hole that we could go down but as as that person changes you know, things begin to shift. Some things, you know, I'll give an example. Like, when we first met, you know, my wife comes from a big family. She's West African. She was very adamant about having a large family. I was pretty sad at the beginning. I didn't want any kids. And then it moved from, you know, now I'm very open to the idea of having children because I found the right woman, which yeah. is another conversation. Yeah. And this went down from, you know, a small village to a reasonable number that I'm okay yeah, with. Right. Yeah. You know, now that I know my partner. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. It's one of those things where it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they, they become an entirely different person. But th there's things that change where it moves and you have to re-identify like, oh, okay, I thought you were still thinking this. And it's like, well, my opinion has shifted on that. So yeah. it's just those things. It's the communication piece. As long as you're in communication and you keep those lines open and are, are checking and rechecking and verifying and re-verifying, like, yeah. it works itself out. But yeah. it's fun, man. I don't. I don't believe that it has to be hard all the time. There are going to be situations and circumstances that'll make it difficult, but for the most part, you should be, you guys should be up in this person's face every day. Yeah, yeah. Y'all should be able to enjoy each other, and if if yeah. if you're not, try to get to the root of that. Mm -hmm. so, but if it's something where you like, you don't like that person, I, I just can't imagine it. Really, I really can't imagine yeah. it. I don't I don't know how people do that. It would just be really tough. So yeah. Well, since you guys are in the mood of dropping knowledge, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue soaking it in. That's yeah, man. Um, so obviously this is the pilot episode. 
um, and it's anchored in black manhood, right? Mm -hmm. And before we can move forward, we have to also define that for ourselves. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Um, Darrell, go ahead, let me know, like, what do you think, like, when you think of yourself as a man, you look yourself in the mirror, like, what do you, what do you measure yourself up to? How do you define that for yourself? When you sent that to me, I, I immediately tried to, uh, yeah, what, what do I say to that? Yeah. What is that, right? Yeah. And it came, it came, it came subtle, but it came strong. And how I define that is by knowing you're a man through grooming your inner boy. Knowing sure. you're a man by grooming your inner boy. We all have that little boy in us, period. Doesn't leave. It comes out <laughs> whenever. It comes out, it's going to come yeah, out, right? And how that came to me was like, okay, knowing that I'm not 12 years old anymore. I'm not 24 anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, you right. name it. Right? Yeah. I'm not 30 anymore. Even when that was like a, oh, but at the end of the day, right. when I say that inner boy, and y'all feel free to chime in. When mm -hmm. I say that, Josh, I truly mean, you know, there's things where you want to feed that, that, that person inside of you that you know you, you, you love, you know you have certain hobbies, you know you have certain priorities. Um, and for me, I had to groom that little boy today. I wanted to stay in hoop, man. I just love doing it. I, I love, right. I just, you but it's like, hooping? man, that, I mean, I know I'm, my hoop dreams are done. I mean, I know that. <laughs> I I'm not trying to make no semi-pro, none yeah, of that. But, right. but it's, for an example, it's just like, yeah, I know that little boy in me at Rondo, outside, right. shooting. I remember doing that. But like now, you know, and I work with, 20 year olds at my job and you know they like to test these old knees out you right. know and it's hard for me to just like not jump in there yeah but i understand it's bigger than just saying no it's like you're saying no to that inner boy like yeah. you want to do this i know at this point but yeah. brother you got a family waiting for you so walk to the door yeah. right but for me that is a form of my peace not hooping but just the action of just doing something that reminds me that takes me back. Right. That takes me back. Um, you name it. Video games, playing ball. I was going to be mine. Yeah. You, you name it, man. There's just yeah. things in us that men, we have to force ourselves to say, I'm a man now. Right? Yeah. And a lot of that, I mean, you, 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 we can pick this apart so much, man. But For if sure. I had to sum it up in, that, in, in, in just a, a statement, it is literally, I know I'm a man by my continued groom of grooming of that inner boy inside of me. I have to be able to say, hey man, we gotta do this. I know I wanna do this. I know I want. I know what I wanna do, but what, where does that leave me? Sincerely. For the moment, it's, it, it, it satisfies that craving I wanted. But long term, the craving's gonna come back. Long term. Mm -hmm. So you're never truly satisfying it. Otherwise, when I, when I say this, this is going kinda going back to marriage. When you don't wanna be you don't want to have the last resort be love. You don't want to, well, that's the, that's, the, that's the only thing we have left is love. Right. That's not where you want to be at. Right. You want to be at a point where all I know is love. Because love is not enough. Love. Yeah. Right. Love is not enough. Not, not, not that's all I have left, right. but that's all I know. Right. All I know is to love, right? Right. And part of that is knowing yourself 
and also showing that love to your spouse or whoever you're with, you know, um, whoever you're with is just that, yo, what it, what long term, what seeds can I be doing now that, that will really benefit long term versus like, it's never going to go away. I'm always going to have those cravings as a, as a that inner boy is going to want that. Right. But as a man, what am I, what am I thinking about that can help me long term? And I can say, I'm glad, I'm glad I, I, I chose to do this instead. And it really paid off. And part of it was coming to Central and dealing with y'all uh, in your class every day. You know, there was moments where I'm like, what are, what are we doing? See the change? What is it? After school group. We had that right. big, we, wait, time so we, we got, we got too, a lot. We got, we, I, was, I, was I, got a, I got a story yeah. I got a, that describes that very moment. Yeah. So like my yeah. favorite Darrell moment. So. You, you know, he's a he's a refined man. He's a man of the arts. Yeah, you know? yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> he's a man of the arts. Man. Yes, yes, a gentleman. Sir. Yes, sir. yes. <laughs> and uh, he was in a play, okay. and we all like we all was we was in school, whatever. We, you know, we kicking it, whatever. Somebody comes running in, so we had different age groups. Um, somebody comes in from the older class, and like Darrell's in a play, and he's kissing on dudes. How <laughs> you know? And we like, we yeah. like, whoa, hold on. We like Darrell. Yeah. Not my Darrell. Yeah. So then, so like, it's the talk of the day. So for the rest of the day, we see Darrell after after um, after school. We all get up to we like Darrell. What's this we hear about you kissing dudes? Like, what, what's going on? Like, what, what's going on? And he sits us all down. He's like, y'all, I'm an actor. I I read the script. I knew what I had to do. Yeah. But but we did. And, yeah. and I and I really like looking back on it. I really respected that because I was just yeah. like anybody else would have been like. No, like, yeah. it ain't even like that. But he was just like, no, like, this is what I did. Yeah, that's your like, profession. Yeah, but like, yeah, we gave him a lot though. Yeah, right? we we threw. I a mean, lot high school kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We, we threw a lot yeah. at you. You're not the day. only one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people I knew in my personal life that gave yeah. me a lot for that. Uh, yeah, and and to be transparent, yes, it was the role. Would I do that role again like that? The answer is no. Yeah. But in the moment, yeah, I'm like, let's own it. For my own personal reasons, we don't got to dive into it, but it, it was definitely a moment of, yeah, yeah I, I I owned it, and it was for me, it was just, how do I explain this to other young men who look at, even just theater as like, who does that? Like, just theater right. alone is like, right. you know, I'm really, that's not very really common in our community. It's just for not. sure. It's not. Yeah. Um, but I owned it. I, I, told, I, you I, did. I am so proud of, like, and Minnesota is so huge in the arts, and I am, like, such an advocate, a thespian. I love, I love, <laughs> yes. I love, I love. Theater did a lot for me, so... I do recall this moment, yeah, uh, and it was tough. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell these young brothers, uh, but at the end of the <laughs> yeah, day, I mean, ten toes down, yeah. and it was all right. It was all right, and and it was it was still like, hey, you remember it? Yeah. I didn't. I would have forgot about that. Um, oh no, that always sticks good. with me. That always sticks with me. That moment sticks with me. That's yeah. great, man. It, it, but it's great that that wasn't a moment to look at me less than a man, because right. we're on that topic, right? No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, and I bring that up because I remember that that day and I went home and I had that thought. I was just like, cause you know, like when you're, you're coming up, you're, you're getting groomed, you're getting told like, a man is this, a man is this. Oh, you don't do this. You're not. Homophobia is yeah, real. Yeah, homophobia is yeah. real. Yeah. We're not saying it, real. but that's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. for it sure. Is, it's real. And like, even, even outside of like your sexuality, like yeah. just the way you present yourself, mm -hmm. the clothes that you wear, yeah, you know, true. it's just mm -hmm. like. All of that. And like, that was the first time when I was like, well, I don't think Darrell is not a man. Right. But he, you know, he's doing something that I've been told for yeah. years, right. like, yeah. that you don't do as yeah. a man. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was just one of the things that really, like, resonated with me. So that's why when I, when I first came up with this whole concept, this whole 
uh, episode. I was like, oh, I gotta hit up Darrell. I gotta hit Darrell. Cause that oh, was, man. that was, I was like, I, I put that in my notes too. I was like, I gotta make sure I bring up that story. Yeah. Cause yeah. that was, that for was, sure. it, was hey. a, it was a turning point. Cause Kim, man, you're impressionable at that age too. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like the, the, we have, a lot of people have this construct of what they think manhood should be. And you're entitled to your personal belief, but the moment you try to impose that on other people, that's where it becomes problematic. So just because I'm a cisgendered, heterosexual, Christian, black man, doesn't mean that everybody's gonna have the same beliefs that I have. And that's okay. As long as they're respecting my personal space and the space of others and not being a danger to themselves, really, it ain't none of my business. Yeah. And that's really what we need to be teaching. I mean, yeah. and to segue to answer the original question, um, when you sent it, I was like, oh God, this is gonna be like, <laughs> what came first, the chicken or the egg? But yeah. um, the way I look at manhood is similar to how I just look at being a, a good global citizen, which is, man, a man, you know, brings value to any positive situation and takes away the negative value in any negative situation. So you should be an asset in every, sen- in every um, sense of the word. So whether that's in your community, whether that's in your family, whether that's in your place of worship, whether that's in the, your corporation that you're a part of, whether it's in your social network, whether it's in, you know, your state, whatever, wherever you can, wherever you've been planted, you should be producing fruit. You should be bearing mm-hmm. fruit. And I think that oh, yeah. um, that's a, um, a good global citizen in general, but it's specific to manhood and specifically for black men black in man, America. Yeah. I don't think, I think that's non-negotiable. Yeah. I, I really believe that. I don't think we can afford to not um, be present in our communities, to not be vigilant in our communities, and most importantly, to not be leading our communities. So when I think of manhood, that's what I think of. I think you, a man adds to every positive situation and, and makes it even better, and they can mitigate the issues of a negative situation. I think that's, that's what it comes down to. Are you, are you making the people's lives around you better? Mm. Are they better for knowing you? Are they better mm. for coming into contact with you? And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. So when I look you know, at, at my life and look at the people I'm around and try to you know, be um, self-aware and, and, and evaluate you know, self-reflection and think about, am I, am I pouring into these people or am I, or am I taking? Because you should be having symbiotic relationships with people. It should be, shouldn't be one-way street. But I want to make sure I'm pouring more than I'm taking. Mm. Or if I'm having to take, that I'm replacing what I took. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that is so imperative because we have so many people that, you know, are in relationship um, transactionally, which in, in an instance is fine. Like if I go to the store and you have services that I need, I should be able to pay for those services. That's a transactional relationship. But you and I shouldn't say that we're friends. And the only time you see me is when you, got, you know, got a booth at a club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not... Prime example, man, like they used to get on me because I wouldn't go out. And it got to a point where like people were like, you, you don't like hanging out with us? I'm like, it's not that. We not celebrating anything. It's a Thursday in St. Cloud. We all still here. None of yeah. us is where we want to be at. I'm not going out. I don't like drinking. Yeah. I really don't like folk like that. God is working on me with that because you can't love God and not love his right, people. Right, right, right. That's my own ministry. You know, speaking to Justin, just talking to Justin. Yeah. But, so it just was like, I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, if you're not, if you're not with the right energy, like I'm very big on, you know, protecting your own space. So like, if I know my, my energy ain't right, I'm not going to bring that mm. until a celebratory thing. But then it's, you know, bachelor parties and people getting married and people, you know, progressing new careers and yeah. moving and starting new chapters of their life. I'm all for it and I'm there. 
So that's sure. why they always laugh. They literally be like, oh, Justin's out. It's, we really going, you know what I mean? But you know what's funny that you bring that up? Because I'm literally <laughs> that friend now. Yeah. I'm literally that guy now. Yeah. Like, they literally I, beg me to go out now. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I just do think anymore. I want to be able to add to it because I don't ever want somebody to feel like they're they're being used or feel like they're in a transactional relationship with me yeah. and on the on you know being taken from. So I feel like to go back, like I said, to circle it and bring it back home. That's what I think a man does. I think a man manhood is adding to every situation that you're in. That you're the people around you when they come in contact with you you know, to feel, leave better than they came. Each situation that you leave it better than it was when you got there. Mm-hmm. And if it's bad, to make it less bad, if that's what it is. Yeah. So that's that's how I look at it. I, I, that's, a, again, an oversimplification that, yeah. I, that takes, you know, di- like we were talking about discipline and, and, and walking and whatever you're speaking in the existence and being consistent <clears throat> with your actions and, and having principles that you're willing to stand on. But ultimately, I think that's what it is. I don't think you know, it's the. Def- I don't think you. I don't think you reach manhood at a certain age. I don't think you reach <laughs> manhood at a certain tax bracket. I don't think you reach manhood at a certain body count. I don't think you reach manhood. You know, at a at a certain um, follower count. I think you reach manhood when the you look at your life and you look at the communities that you're a part of, and you can say you can see where you've left your imprint, where people can look back and see how where you came into contact with them, something in them changed and preferably for the better. You skimmed over something, though. Yeah. You just said not after a certain body count. I did. Don't, don't, that's, I did. that's you, big, brother. That's a big one. I did. Okay? That's a big one. I heard that. Yeah, that's, that's a big that's, one. That's, that's, yeah. I'm saying that because I thought at certain point. As did I. With, with yeah. the circle you're around yeah. as, as a man, yeah. I thought, of course it's part of my rap sheet. Yeah. I have to, right? Like, yeah. I thought, that was part of being a man. Yeah. How many girls you got? Like, our, but not only me, our circle. My right. circle thought that too. So I'm, right. I'm listening to what you said, yeah. and that, that, that's, that's so true. That's yeah. so true. But you also got to realize you're around so other like-minded people when you're thinking like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're, all, we're all hurting and something. We're, we all, it seems like we both don't have that father in our home because we're thinking this is what men are supposed to do. And mm-hmm. I know for a fact that any man with relationship with his sons would not encourage that. Like, right. that's not what it means to be a man. But right. for a long time, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Man, I remember telling, admitting that to my wife. Like, they, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I know it's wrong now. Right. The Lord worked on me. But right. at that time, I thought, you know what I mean? He's handling and, business. And, and, and when yeah. you look at young brothers, when you look at young men, they want to know too. Yeah. They, they look and they're like, yeah, hey, who you? you, you, you you know, you, yeah. they, they just, it's just natural. I'm not going into any conversations that I've had uh, with yeah. these young men, but I'm trying to yeah. say that I know that yeah. that's part of the psyche of yeah. a man to feel be. like that has to be a thing. And that couldn't be so further from the truth. So I was listening. It's toxic when you, when you masculinity, that. man. That's literally that, what it that's, is. That's, like, that's not the difference. And that's another thing. I, not since we went that mm-hmm. direction, yeah. you know, manhood is making sure that the woman in your, that in your you know, sphere of influence feel heard, feel seen, and feel protected. Mm-hmm. And that you're actively correcting men that don't do that don't exhibit that behavior. Sure. That's another part of manhood that doesn't mm-hmm. that gets kind of glossed Ooh. over. So yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that hundred percent. I was fortunate, yes, that per, that, you know, um, pervasive culture is is prominent in our culture. But I was fortunate, man, once um, you know, I got to St. Cloud, I got 
was friend well acquaintances with a lot of people, but my actual friends, yeah. you know, some stand up dudes and you know, happen to be Sigmas, which is kind of ironic. But it's funny because a lot no of my friends are saying, I might here. be the only one that's not. We're not, we're not promoting I might be the only one that's not. And they get know. on me about that constantly. You said but, it, not me. Come on, man. But it's just, we, it's some, you know what I mean? Like you, like you said, it's about the yeah. people who you're around. And eventually it comes down to, you know, my dad and, and both my parents really will tell you, like, when you, the people you're around, you, you can tell a lot about the person by the people they associate with. For sure. So, you know, for as sure. a man, if you're with somebody, you know, for me, I speak for myself, like, if I'm trying to be in a committed relationship with my girlfriend at this, at this time, not my wife, and I'm with men that don't respect women and pretend to be in committed relationships, eventually she's going to look at me like, Okay, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So what's they up? all love yeah. dirt, so and you, you yeah. just not. Yeah. Well, so you just the same. Yeah. You, you know what I mean. So <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things yeah. where it's like yeah. that's why I said manhood. Part of that is you have to be willing to correct, confront, and not know in the way that confrontation is that connotation that it has now. But you know, trying to hold other men accountable, I think that's part of it too, and that's something that I've definitely grown in because mm. I don't think I don't necessarily like to talk to people about. That yeah, type of stuff, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. so, some of it is that it's that thin line between it's none of your business. It's like okay, right. community, like we need yeah. to step. You know what I mean? So um, that's another thing that you have to na navigate. And I really was gonna get to was, you know, it's subjective to people. It really is because your de definition might be different from somebody else's. But I feel like as a man, you should be bringing something to every, um, you know, every situation that you're in. Yeah. And then then, the you get, then you get daughters. Yeah, that changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your psyche changes, and, and a lot of it is. <laughs> so talk about that. Who are yeah. you gonna find? I hope you. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you tell them to find? So I, I asked. I've asked some men this at my job that I work with. I'm like, mm -hmm. you had a daughter. Right. Would you tell her to find someone like you? Oh, that's good. And they had to stop. That's good. And they said no. I said, well, that's wrong, yeah. right? If they, if you don't want your daughter to find someone like you, what are you really saying? Saying, yeah. What does that mean? That's... If your own daughter, if you're like, don't, don't find. That's different. Yeah. And I would say, biasly speaking, yeah, because I would want you to find someone like me as long as it turns out in the likeness of my story where he didn't stay that way, right? He didn't yeah. stay in that mess. But yeah. it truly does mean, it, it, it does bring a point to ponder when you have girls, speak, just mm. literally girls, right? Yo, you want so much for them you want that that young man that you 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 want that to just be like he better fill all the stat sheets, okay? Yeah, you better yeah. okay, check certain all the boxes. Coaches, you got to pay for the daughter. Yeah. Certain coaches you got to pay a certain price. Yeah. You want that filled, and that like yeah, it changes absolutely. the narrative. You want the world for them. It changes the narrative. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's I I would agree with that 100. Yeah. It's very. I don't know. We have we're not we haven't had kids yet, but that yeah, is man. something I think about. Like it changes, you know changes because mm -hmm. they're they're seeing so I guess my question to you would be uh, when you're having interactions with your wife mm -hmm. how cognizant are you are you of them watching you and that interaction oh man uh, my daughter particularly and, when you know you're right my daughter uh, <laughs> my daughter <laughs> my daughter slapped my wife on the butt so that was oh. like a oh you really watch <laughs> <laughs> 
can't really be watching, huh? So like, no, honey, no, honey. But at least she's like, hey, I, I, I man, I'm telling you, like, I, I have such, <laughs> I have such joy in, in showing love, you oh, know, man. in front because like they need to see that. They need to see sure. it. Like, no, you don't need to see us in one room. No, you need to see your parents together. You need yeah. to see that. And not only does my household need to see it, my young brothers need to see it. Yeah, I'm I got brothers need to see that. They need to see strong, if I may be blunt, black relationship. If it because sure. it's broken. I'm not saying it needs mm-hmm. to be, but it's broken. When they see that, it's like, a, oh, that happens. That happens. And the hardest ones, the ones that give us the most problems, are ones that look like us. So if I know that my mm-hmm. own young men and young sisters are going to be hardest on me, it's because they're not used to seeing our positive light. Yeah. And that for me works in the home and outside the home. Much like that fruit yeah. you were saying, yeah, it, it, it plays a role. It mm-hmm. plays a huge role. Because it might huge not be role. on your tree. It might not. It might not <laughs> end up, you know, growing right underneath where you yeah. sprouted from. It might, you yeah. know, rent up. So, as we wrap up, we we alluded to certain certain insecurities that we might have collectively as black men. Um, I wanted to know if you guys ever experienced like any um, insecurities, like elaborate on that. And, like, like what would be your advice to young black boys, young black men that are trying to work through insecurities that they know that they have or know that, you know, they might not even know that they have um, as men? I won't be long. I would encourage every young man to look, to not look through the lens of another man's eyes because you're never gonna add up to what they want you to look like. So why do it? Mm-hmm. You are your lens. What are you, where have you seen you come from? What do you love about yourself? What do you f- see for yourself? And that's what I love about you, Josh, and that's why I'm in it with you, is that no matter what, no matter how chaotic certain classes was that I had <laughs> to work with you in, you always brought your homework, regardless. And you didn't care, because you knew you had to go home to a, to a household that held you to that standard. Mm-hmm. So you weren't looking through the eyes of your boy's lens. You knew that, hey, I got frames of my own that I got to look through. And one day it's just going to be just me in that mirror. So I'm, I would encourage every young man mm-hmm. to look through your lens, not the lens of another man. And that will hopefully just solidify or get rid of any insecurities that may come along the way. Yeah, I mean, I would just say be your own biggest fan, man. If you, as long as you're, if, you know, it looks good to you and you feel safe in it, you feel, you know, this is how you want to operate and you're not doing others harm or yourself harm, walk in and then see where it leads because you never know. Don't, um, don't kill a dream before it gets a chance to grow because you never know where it will lead you to. Um, and you don't know if that's a gift. That gift might not even be for you. More often than not, it might be for somebody else. And just be cognizant of that <clears throat> and, and allow that to run its course and see it really. Yeah. You speak about gifts and you alluded to it. I feel like when we had this conversation, like I was just thinking about it the whole time, like as, even as a young boy, like I was really uh, big. I leaned in on um, being an individual and like defining my place in the world for myself. Um, so like you said, like even with like little things, like making sure like I do my homework and uh, um, being the best whatever I wanted to be at the time, whether it would be an athlete or writer or whatever, uh, just doing that, I think that was, that was big for me as a, as a, young, as a youngin. 
Yeah. Uh, and now I just and I and I look around, and I'm I'm happy I had that because it's it, it's tough. Everybody everybody comes comes to their own in different times and different stages of their life, um, and I'm just happy that I had a good support group. Yeah. Um, I had a father, um, yeah. some good pastors in my life, good mentors. Um, and yeah, yeah, it came, it came full circle. Look at you, man. Yeah. Wait, wait, this Look is your shit. We, there, right. yeah. we, 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 got, we got the nice leather you know, we, yeah, chairs. This, Look at him, man. Moisturized. <laughs> he got his ankles out. He moisturized the seat. <laughs> They're a little dry on the back. I was low. You see, I had to. I turned, I turned my foot a little bit. I was low. I, I checked it. I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, again, yeah. I, I appreciate yeah. y'all for coming out. Like, I definitely yeah. didn't have to. Like yeah. you said, you're no a family problem, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. No, you I married too as well. Yeah. I was yeah. like, man. There's billions of people in the world and you thought of us, man. So yeah. I'm honored. As soon as you said, yeah. whatever you need, I'm there. I don't, you know, I don't take that lightly because yeah. our, our paths, there's so many different variations and ways that we can go. Yeah. So anytime you know you're brought in contact with somebody, it's not by mistake. I don't I don't think it's an accident at all. So you call, man. We here. And and you've been on. And networks, we rock with you, man. Yeah. You've been on networks, yeah. man. You pick up that phone. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I don't know what that means for. The, I'm not going to say the networks, but you've been around. You can around say the networks. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, you know but I mean, I, we, we we strictly the three letter ones right too. Here. Yeah. Hey, but I'm saying you've been around, brother. Yeah. And it's been it's it's so surreal to even like that's Josh. Check you out, man. Yeah, it's just, man. it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. You know, and you, yeah. you even, you even sent me a picture of my forehead. I did. I did. I snapshot the screen. Cause they, cause you know, sometimes they do, they do like little, um, yeah, like you know, little newsroom shots. Yeah. And yeah. I'm in the back working. I checked my phone. Darrell sent me a picture of my forehead. Seeing the hair. Yeah, that's gonna be the logo yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> the hairstyle. He was that like, yeah, he was like that. <laughs> but it, it was so proud. Just yeah. bro, out so proud. No, hundred like percent. You can't. You can't make this up. And I and I always say when I say brother, I'm talking about the clat from the, the four year span of the Central kid. You you graduated 2011. 15. 15. 15. Ooh, you give sorry, me no, 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 no. I started to. No, 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 no. Started then. Y'all, y'all, right, right, started right. Then. I, I started in 2010, so I'm sorry. You graduated 2015. Yeah. The other class was 2014. Mm -hmm. But 2014, 2015, 2016, those graduating classes had Avid in there. Specifically for African American males, yeah. and so, and I was an avid tutor slash mentor of that program. So just to That's see dope. that growth, man, I'm telling you, it it it, it moved me. So when you you didn't have you yeah. text me, I'm like, absolutely, Josh. There, <laughs> there's no question, man. I respond I, immediately. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that yeah. where? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. 100%. I love that y'all both met me at Shorties yeah. too, like literally yeah. from 14, 18, and then yeah. met Justin yeah. right after that. Nah, hey. he's big. Big man on campus. Yeah. I'm like, who is this dude? Everybody yeah. keeps talking to him. I'm a humble dude. I'm like, all right. I see it. Always see cheesing, it. man. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Josh. Be well, proud of yourself, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Be he just be yourself. casually updating the Facebook. I'm like, oh, he really out here doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they stopped taping or not, <laughs> but I'm like, because I know what man was doing. But I want to, yeah. do you, what are, I, if, if, if I may ask you, yeah. what is your view on manhood right now? So right now, um, I go through these like little phases of trying to define things in my life. Yeah. Um, so manhood was one of them that I that I went through. Um, and basically, what I came down to is a man. To me, what I measure myself to is somebody that is always striving relentlessly to be the most complete self. Mm. Uh, and I feel mm, like most complete self. Once you're once you're that, then everything else, all the qualities that you bring up, 
that'll just spill over. Like, if you feel like a man is disciplined, you're going to be the most disciplined you can be. You're a father. You're going to be the best father that you can be. Um, You're going to be the best um, worker. You're going to be a breadwinner. You're going to be whatever whatever it is, whatever you want to do in your life, you're going to be the best at that, Mm. at that thing. So, and... I basically, so you know how like sometimes people bring up like, oh, if you're in order for you to be a man, you have to be a provider. You have to make this amount of money. You have to, right. like you said, sleep with this many amount of girls or whatever. Right. Um, and that's that's something that I hold myself to, mm. um, and that's how I measure myself up mm. to the man I want to become. So that's why when I talked to you earlier yeah. off camera about how I felt, like, oh no, we talked about it on camera. But my routine, like sometimes I feel yeah. like. If I'm not living up to my routine, I feel like kind of less than a little bit. Um, and also just, you know, give myself that grace, but that's, that all goes into my, my psyche with that. So I understand that. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. You're definitely more con- concrete sequential than I thought, but that makes sense. Like you have to, it's one of those things where, yeah, you have to, I don't even know what the right word is. It's almost kind of like, actually, I got it now. It's just like in the Bible, man. And all you're getting, getting an understanding. And we all go through that yeah. that, that that thing of self-discovery uh, where you're trying to figure out, you know, defining who, who you are, who, you know, yeah. your thesis, who you are as a person, what makes you you. And then figure out, do I like what I am? Mm. And always reflecting on, am I, am I where I like myself and who I am um, in this world and, you know, in your home? I mean, so that's... That's really what it is. I definitely agree with that. You have to, should be striving to be your best version of yourself because your best version is always going to give you the best chance to be the most successful. And your success isn't just for you. That's the biggest thing I've learned is like, yeah. my success isn't just for me. It's for the other people of my sphere of influence. So yeah. um, that's not, I'm glad that you're, you're recognizing that now because that's something that, you know, 24, 23, 22, I really wasn't, it wasn't clicking for me. Mm. So, yeah. Well, that's a word. That's, I yeah. guess that's a good way to end it off. Um, so, again, this is the Ironic Podcast uh, with Josh Cobb. Thank you, Darrell. Thank you, Justin, for coming out for again, me, yeah. uh, rocking it out with us. Uh, but, yeah, like, comment, subscribe, um, and stay tuned. We'll have more for you guys. Thank you.